Isaiah the ninth chapter verses 6 to 7 the Amplified Classic Edition For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and of peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from the latter time forth, even forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Bible Before Breakfast, Mildred Kingsley-Pumpohe. Good morning. I don't know about you, but I'm entering the Christmas season for real. And I'm so excited because this week we'll be looking at a journey to a miracle. And so what I want to do this week is to help you look very closely at the journey and all that God had to do to get us to this place where every year we can take one day out to celebrate the birth of a miracle. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. So Christmas is not just another time where we buy lots of clothes, eat amazing food, go on holidays, spend time with family and friends. But there's a reason. There's a reason behind the season. And there's a journey building up to this season. So this week, I'm going to try to bring in some of my storytelling into this so that you can see clearly what happened on this entire journey to the build-up of Christmas. Now... I'm doing this this week and next week I have an amazing surprise for you. But for this week, let's try to look at the cast of characters that make up the Christmas story. And today I want to focus on the first thing that God had to do, which is he had to send the word first, the prophecy. So today we'll look at the prophecy. Long before Jesus was even conceived, many, many years, thousands of years before Jesus was conceived. A prophecy and many other prophecies had gone forth. Isaiah himself had prophesied that his son would be born and that child would be a child whose government shall be upon his shoulders and that his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, everlasting father the prince of peace and of the increase of his government and of peace he says there shall be no end and it was very clear from here that god had spoken into existence that jesus would come as a remedy for all that had been going on for all the wars and all the trouble that the israelites had gone through the remedy the only remedy would be that a child would be born and that a son would be given. And so long before anything happened, God had sent forth the word. And it wasn't fluke because other prophets spoke about him. In fact, I find one really interesting prophecy in the book of Micah because not only was the who mentioned, but the where was mentioned. So Micah chapter 5, I'll read you verse 2 and I'll probably stop at 4. I'm reading the New International Version. It says, But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, 
Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins are from old, from ancient times. Therefore, Israel will be abandoned until the time when she who is in labor bears a son and the rest of his brothers return to join the Israelites. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will live securely for then his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. Even before Jesus was born, it had been prophesied that he would be born, he would be born in Bethlehem of Judea, and that he would be a shepherd, and that he would shepherd in the strength of the Lord, and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and that, and that his greatness will reach to the ends of the earth. So they were not just talking about Israel, they were talking about all the earth. And that's what we have today. There seems to be nowhere that you can really go to that you wouldn't hear about Jesus. So anyhow, let me backtrack a little bit before all of this. So, this is where the whole journey begins. First of all, God created the heavens and the earth, and then he made man, and he gave man dominion over the earth. And then he thought, it's not good for this man to be alone or to be all one. I will make him a helper. And so God separated male and female and made the woman using the rib he had taken from the man. And all of a sudden, Satan appears. Now, backtrack a little bit more. Satan was already upset, very upset, because he was a fallen angel. So he was an angel who was in charge of music. And every time he moved, his body was literally filled with music instruments. Every time he moved, there was music. He was, he was the guy. He was not the guy who knew the guy. He was the guy. And so he began to think, why can't I just be worshipped like God? I will make myself like God. And then he con convinced one third of the angels in heaven to join him. And then they tried to do a coup to overthrow God. And of course, Angel Michael was having none of that. Guy just stood up and said, in fact, you're a fool. Kicked Satan out of heaven, threw him down. And Jesus, when Jesus was talking, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. So literally, Satan was thrown out of heaven and he was mad. Yeah, he was angry because, let me explain. He was angry because the one thing he wanted was to be like God. He wanted to be worshipped like God. And then God wakes up on one and says, you know what? Let us make man in our image. Let him be like us. And Satan is like, wait, 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 wait. This is not really, I don't really understand what's going on here. This is what got me thrown out of heaven. What is the meaning of this? Now you want to make a man who will be like you. And I say me, I want to be like you. You say they should kick me out. Anyhow, him and his wanted that were thrown out became demons and he became the devil. He was no longer Lucifer, son of the morning. He now became the devil. And so of course he was angry, very angry. And so he decided to come down to the earth. And if you cannot hurt the master, as they say in my native parlance, you maim his favorite goats. Of course, he couldn't touch God. So he went after God's second best thing, which was Adam. Because he saw how God used to come out and hang out with Adam and he gist with Adam and he wanted Adam to be like him, to have dominion. And he's like, what's going on here? No, this is too much for me. I can't take it. I have to fight back. And so 
he knew that Adam, as I always say, he didn't really day. Adam just would be walking around the garden looking for what to name. So he looked for who else? And of course, because women like conversations, he went straight to Eve and he said to her, Hi! And Eve saw a serpent talking and she did not say, if I slap you. She said, oh, hello. And so, Satan said, this is good. She's listening to me. And so Satan said, did God really say you should not eat from the fruit of the tree of the garden? And she said, oh. he said we should not eat. We should not even touch it. That if we touch it, we will die. And then Satan got, saw an in. He said, you won't really die. He said, what God is afraid of is what he was afraid of with me. He's afraid that if you eat it, your eyes will be open. You'll become like him. And the girl looked at it. And she looked at the fruit. And Satan said, well, just touch it. You see, you won't die. She touched it. He said, ah, it's true. I didn't die. He said, just smell it. And she smelled it. Hmm. Smells nice. Are you dead? Just take a small bite. Okay, at least take a small bite so that even if you are going to die, you will die slowly. She took a tiny bite. And she said, this thing's nice. Wow, I need to find Adam. He doesn't know what's up. And she went to look for Adam. And Adam, just because he didn't want trouble, he just didn't want a nagging wife who would say, so you don't love me, you didn't eat the fruit, you really don't love me, you didn't eat the fruit, what's wrong with you, you didn't eat the fruit. The guy just took a bite so that peace would reign. And so everything went haywire. Their eyes opened, they realized. Interestingly, Eve took a bite from that fruit and she didn't know she was naked. It was when Adam took a bite. Because Adam was supposed to be the cover. If Adam had said, stop that rubbish this instant, snatch the fruit from her and gone to God and said, see what this girl did. We're sorry. I don't know what you're going to do, but Lord, I know you can do anything. He, we may have been saved, but that's a conversation Mama Eve and I are going to have when we get to heaven. So I'm just going to get there and ask her, ma'am, you took a bite. Was it really that good? Was it worth it? I hope it was. But Adam took a bite and then they realized they were naked and then everything got messed up and God came out and said this is the consequence of what you guys have done now you serpents because you borrowed Satan your body you're going to be slithering all over the place with just your tummy no more legs for you now out of here and say Satan you see this girl that you think you use to destroy everything that I built is the same girl that I'm used, going to use to bring a remedy so a woman is going to bring the person that will bruise your head. And so from Genesis chapter 1, because that's my paraphrased version of the whole story. Genesis chapter 1, God had already put out the word that salvation was going to come and it would come through a woman. And then over time, the word started to go forward. Isaiah prophesied that it would be a child that would be the remedy to everything we're going through. He will deliver us. And Micah came and said to us, this is where he will come from and this is how he will rule and this it will be the extent of his greatness. Now, I'm saying this to tell you this. This is really where I'm going with this this morning. On the journey to any miracle in life, even the Christmas miracle, the word had to go first. Isaiah 55 verse 11 the Berean Standard Bible says, So my word that proceeds from my mouth will not to return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please 
and it will prosper where I send it. The NIV says, it will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And this is God speaking. That his word never comes back empty. The New Living Translation says, when I send it out, it always produces fruit and it will accomplish all I want it to. So God's word always, always produces. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Genesis 1, God said, this woman would bring a son and that son will bruise your head, Satan. And then Isaiah prophesied that it is a child and a son that is given whom the government will be on his shoulders that will rescue us. And Micah took over the baton and said, this child will be born in Bethlehem of Judah and this child will carry greatness to the ends of the earth. Listen, every time God wants to do something in your life, it always starts with the prophecy because God's word cannot return to him empty. It must accomplish what he desires and it must achieve the purpose for which God sent it. So every miracle starts with a prophecy and it's no different with the Christmas miracle. Good morning. What a wonderful way to start your day. Bible before breakfast with Mildred Kingsley Conklin.